So when Brian Lee O'Malley went to write his series, because it was written kind of alongside the movie, which is what we're going to talk about. He wanted to establish right off, like right on page one, right in the first scene. It's the first words on the first page. It's the first words spoken by the narrator in the movie <laughs> that his character is dating a child. And, and I think his point was that he was trying to be like, this guy's an idiot. This guy's an asshole. He's not the best. Don't root for him. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a lot of self-improvement to do, right? Yeah. Why do you, but why do you think that he went so hard to be like, yeah, this guy's a huge shit? <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? Okay, so we were talking about how that was written in 2004, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's when the first book came out, yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, like... Obviously, uh, it's super shitty to date a high schooler, and everyone would have known that even in 2004. <laughs> I've known people that have like dated high schoolers when they were like older. This was like going back like 10, 15 years ago. And like, it was definitely like, dude, you're an idiot. Now it would be like, I don't know, I feel like it would be even, even worse. At the time, it was. Yeah, I think he went for the actual like fringes of legality, because uh, yeah, I think the consent laws or whatever are, are different in Canada. I'll have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was above board, but like the morality of it was like, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder, like in today's world, if he would have written the same story to portray that, like Scott was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, absolutely, you... absolutely. It was just like a status symbol of like someone who just didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. Well, and like what guys would really do. Well, what, like, you know, when they go when they go to make the remake eventually, when they do the live action remake of the cartoon that's about to drop in like a month, uh, you know, they they can hire us to to, to rewrite, yeah. rewrite the bits. <laughs> they should have hired me. Welcome to the They Should Have Hired Me podcast. My name is Steven. He, him, please. Uh, this is a podcast all about making sequels to our favorite media, games, movies, TV shows, etc. that might have missed the mark or maybe there's just not enough of it. You know, I, I pers despite all the problems that we're probably about to get into, I love Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, my question to you is, who are you and what is your history with Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I'm Astro of Battle Mode. We are an 8-bit band. And uh, Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies ever. I saw it when I was in my mid-20s, and I didn't think anyone knew it was like even coming out. And uh, it quickly became one of my favorite movies. I've been to Second Cup in Canada, and I've been to... Uh, the stairs where Scott and Ramona were on in the movie. And uh, fun fact, Biff and I both have Scott Pilgrim tattoos. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you got? Is it, uh, <laughs> is it Scott Pilgrim himself? Uh, this is an audio podcast, so, you know, this is great material for, for audio podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Show us your tattoos in audio form, please. Biff has had his <laughs> a lot longer than me. Okay. He has, he has Scott on his shoulder playing the bass. Oh, awesome. Okay. The, you know... 
And uh, I have a tattoo of Ramona flowers on my wrist. Oh, okay. That's awesome. You know, the, the kiss, uh, infamous kiss moment. Oh, absolutely. Now, is that, was that, is that one particular, I know oh, this is audio stuff, I'll, whatever. <laughs> is that particular one from the book or is that from the game? That kind of looks like her, her sprite form. Yeah, it, it is her sprite in the game, um, but I got it not in the 8-bit. Uh, sure yeah yeah it looks it looks a little rounded out there um i gotta say love the game hell yeah. uh so so my experience is i don't really know how i came to know about scott pilgrim but i'm pretty sure it was from the movie kick ass oh yeah which came out like a couple months beforehand because there's a scene in the very beginning where they're like going through the comic shop and they're like oh well this comic this comic this comic scott pilgrim and i was like that's the only one i don't know and it really bothered me and then like so i you know i did a quick google here back in 2010 or whenever that Jesus. movie came out and uh, yeah, so it, it turns out that the five of the six books had dropped. They're waiting on the sixth one, but they were also making a movie. And then, you know, the next movie I saw had a trailer for it. Uh, and also the game was coming out. So I think the order that I saw it was game, movie, and then books. Oh, damn. Uh, so, you know, my my experience with Scott Pilgrim was, was all over the place. <laughs> uh, but But, you know, you know, we, we said right up top that uh, Scott's a flawed character. And and it's something that, like, you know, me being a father and stuff, like, especially a father of, of, of girls, uh, it's kind of difficult to be like, I like this, but also he's pervy and on the fringes of, like, being a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, the, but the one yeah. thing I, I do like about it that, that all three media um, address, but I, I think specifically the books do it the best, is that kind of everyone's an asshole. Like, everyone kind of sucks. And, and they spend the majority of the time kind of, you know, reaping what they sowed, you know, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there's this whole thing that they kind of skip in the movie where like Scott's got to like fight the, the negative Scott or whatever. And he can't defeat him because like, it's, it's just a, a manifestation of all his like his issues his his being uh, yeah yeah just like it's like is if, if your assholery could like leave you and become like a guy <laughs> um but in the books i, I don't think he defeats him I, I think he like absorbs him and he, he sort of like has to accept himself and i think like you know as goofy as scott pilgrim is i, I think i thought that was kind of powerful yeah. um but uh, but you know, spoiler alert here. I'm sorry, spoilers. If you're listening to this, uh, a sequel <laughs> spots got Pilgrim and expected not to know anything. But but at the end, he kills all seven exes of various genders, and then uh, flies off into the subspace with Ramona after leaving knives behind. So we have a lot of work ahead of us about like. <laughs> where we're going uh with with this uh scott pilgrim 2 you know we can give it a subtitle uh, a little bit later but before we do there's a very strict rule here in the podcast and that's you have to get your sequel making license in order to do that you have to pass my little impossible game that's impossible to win oh no <laughs> um so i have here three of the seven x's now whenever scott defeats them in any of the media they usually burst into some sort of quantifiable object, whether that be a pickup item uh, or points or money or animals in one case. <laughs> so I have three of the seven here and I'm going to read them to you one by one. And you have to tell me which of the X's that is. 
there is one caveat. I've adjusted for inflation and then uh, translated Oops. into U.S. dollars instead of Canadian dollars. Oh, <laughs> no. So this is going to be extra difficult. Uh, you guys think you're up for the challenge? No, I'm going <laughs> to. No, not at all. <laughs> you just want to throw throw in the towel right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely going to fail. I was like already done. Uh, okay, so so just for just for example, I'll make it easier. I'll take one right off the top. Um, so in the book... Matthew Patel explodes into $2.10 and Scott complains that's not even enough money for the train oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. adjusted for inflation and turned into U.S. dollars. That's $2.33. The first one here, this could be any of the other X's. Uh, this particular person bursts into an unusable item, which if I told you would give it away. And $21.08 all in change. An unusable item and $21. I can give you one hint if you feel as though you need to use your lifeline here. I feel like it would be the basest. Uh, wait, let me... <laughs> you can't Google the answer. <laughs> uh, I'm not Googling the answer. I just don't remember the names totally. So we got, well, see, Lucas we got was the guy from... Uh... We got Lucas Lee. We got Todd Ingram. Uh, Rock Todd. Todd Rock is the bassist, right? Yeah, Todd. And, yep. I feel like it would be Todd because he turned into like some something vegan that Scott couldn't use. That's <laughs> it's not Todd. Damn it! Uh, Todd does drop an item in one of the media, but not Fuck. not this one. Uh, do you have any guesses, or are we giving up here? Uh, I gotta go with Lucas. Lucas Lee. He drops uh, fourteen dollars in the book. Uh, all in change, which Scott complains about, and he drops a mithril skateboard, oh, yeah. which Scott laments that he should have taken that skill in high school, uh, but didn't. Oh no! <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, this next one. This next one might be kind of difficult. It might be easy, depending on how recently you've seen the movie or read the book. So, in one media, this person drops three thousand points, and in the other, he drops an extra life. <gasps> He. All right, so you already gave us a clue. Uh, I'm going to say Todd again. Todd is yeah. the answer. Hell in yeah! The book, in the book, he drops the extra life. I thought that'd be confusing, because uh, in the movie, the Katayanagi twins drop the extra life. See, I know everything Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I know all the answers. It, it was kind of a giveaway because in the movie, they each drop times a thousand, whatever X they are. Oh, yeah. Except for Gideon, who drops both 7,000 and 7 billion, I oh, think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so the last one here, we got eight, $83.28 plus $2.22 as a bonus. $83.28. <laughs> I forget the girl's name. Uh, the girl's name is Roxy. Roxy, thank you. Steven's like, could you just do the minimal research before you went onto my podcast? As Steven? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Roxy. There's so many characters that it, you know, it is tough, especially in the books. There are even more. Yeah, uh, true. I think I think Kim has like four roommates and they, they expect you to know all their names. <laughs> Uh, no, not Roxy. Damn Roxy, it. Roxy explodes into, I, I don't remember if, she, I think she does explode into money in the movie. 
but in the books and games, she does like this Sonic the Hedgehog thing where like oh, little yeah. animals. Oh come yeah, out. she turns into <laughs> animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is Ken Caddy and Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so in in the book, one drops seventy nine ninety five, and the other one drops seventy four ninety five. Uh, but because Scott kills them both at the same time. He gets an extra uh, two dollars bonus, which you know, inflation, whatever, two twenty two USD and twenty twenty three money. Uh, unfortunately, that means you'll be unpaid interns for the rest of this uh, podcast. Oh, oh my god! Uh, no money, no money involved. Story no of our lives. Uh, all that, dude. For real. What else is <laughs> right? New? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to work the gig economy now. Uh, get your job at uh, Uber. Or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let me get my whip out here. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that kind of podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a family friendly uh, podcast here. Um, we, you know, except we say fuck on occasion. Uh, um, Scott Pilgrim jumps through uh, the door with Ramona Flowers uh, through the subspace, which just kind of I think signifies that they are going to the unknown. You know, they they both talk about starting over, starting fresh, which was kind of Ramona's whole deal, right? That's kind of why she came to. Canada yeah, to, to sort right of get away yeah, yeah, yeah. from her American drama, uh, which, you know, t- t- 2004 would have been post 9-11, obviously. So, yeah, all these people, you have to give it up to Gideon for being organized because all these people went through the TSA with like uh, somehow all wound up in Toronto, <laughs> Canada. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like true. that must have been extra difficult, especially at that time, because that we, we were fresh on the like, it takes four hours to just get on the plane. Yeah. Uh, but yet all these, you know, all these motherfuckers have had something to do in Toronto. Uh, most of them playing shows, filming movies. I don't, did they met, say what Roxy was doing there? Was she just wandering the streets? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, so, so what do you think happens post, post, uh, you know, Gideon being destroyed? Uh, Ramona gets essentially her freedom back. Do they, do they? continue to live in toronto scott's hometown do, do you think they go to america to Ooh. to uh you know maybe he's got to like a meet the parents type situation or or do you want to do something crazy like just be like scott's lived a whole life he's an old man now and this is a karate kid situation where he's <laughs> like, you know train somebody and you know defeat the the gen a evil exes or whatever the fuck oh, man. <laughs> uh what, what are you guys thinking do you have any ideas you know because i'm i'm all years uh this could really go anywhere the the possibilities are limitless well i view scott as like that dude is just like lazy and even though i love scott pilgrim like he's lazy and he sucks and i don't see him like having enough energy or drive to leave toronto um <laughs> Here's like a side question. Can I ask a question? Oh, absolutely. What do you think Ramona sees in Scott? Like, why does she fall for Scott? Do you think? Um, that is a good question. Uh, I, I think that Ramona sort of shows that she's very. Uh, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Flip, flippant's not the word I'm looking for. But she's very like she's very fleeting. She's very like whatever whatever is is giving me the best in the moment. Um, and I think she does have to address a bit of her own kind of bullshit that she goes through. Um, but I kind of think that she likes that Scott is so simple. I think she sort of dates him for the same reason that he dates knives, uh, you know, cause it, 
it, it does come across as kind of creepy that Scott's dating knives, but he then as soon as they're like, this guy's an asshole, uh, he's like, hey, but the real reason is, is that I don't want to do any of this ad adult things. Right. I, I want a real simple relationship. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to kiss. I don't want to worry about the stresses of being in a relationship. I like this 17 year old because she doesn't know any of those things that she just yeah. wants to talk about high school drama and just give me like a, almost like a familial affection uh of just being like hey like i am you are not alone you know what mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and I, I think that's a fear he has that he has to address but yeah ramona uh, i think that her main thing is just that her life is so complicated and scott is so simple yeah but yeah. Even though, I think she didn't think it would last. I think she oh. just thought Scott would be an evil ex. Like, yeah, I don't think she put much thought into it, to be honest, because yeah. he's he's very like, "What's up? You want to date?" And he was like, like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like striving for her, you know. Yeah, it's it's almost that old fashioned um, sort of like, you ask them every single day until they're essentially. <laughs> tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, in real life. In real life, if somebody was doing that, like Ramona would have been like, ew, get away from me. You're trying way too hard. For sure. You know what I mean? But I think in the movie, she's like that. But yeah, for, like that. for whatever reason, she, she flips around. But she like liked him. Like there was something in there that she did like about him, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, no one just says yes. Like, sure. And they and don't see something. And like, I think that goes back to just him being like a big idiot. Um, I don't, I, you yeah. know, I don't want to uh, armchair diagnose anybody, but he's got to have some sort of like ADHD thing going on, right? Like yeah. he's got to be, cause he's like, there's that one scene where he's like, what are we doing again? And he's like, I just told you. And then it like cuts to, they're like walked halfway across Toronto and he's like, yeah, but just tell me. Cause I forget. And he's like, oh, we're going to the show or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and he's constantly, yeah. uh, knives was like, oh yeah. Remember me? You're supposed to pick me up at the bus stop three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's constantly just like uh like he's like an airhead uh so much yeah. to the point where ramona's like your head is so empty that i could use it as a highway right <laughs> yeah well i think like this is a really boring sequel i don't want to go this route but in reality like i think like i think once those two have to start dealing with responsibilities together like i don't know if they move in rent or families or whatever i think they just like both fail and uh i feel like that relationship would bust in real life after sure. about like a year sure. but that's a boring it, that's a boring sequel. It, it really depends on on how much they mature as people uh you know and this is a comedy podcast about movies uh but unfortunately you know you guys pick the most like philosophical movie. <laughs> I, I know it's a goofy comic book yeah movie, but there really is a lot of underneath all the colors and you know video game yeah references and and p bars and stuff like that <laughs> uh underneath there, there's actually a lot to talk about about like you know these shitheads uh shithead kids learning to be like actual adults because mm. you know like, a lot of teens just you know i don't i don't know about your guys past lives but i know that like i've personally in my own life i've been an asshole without even realizing it and now that i'm an adult i'm like holy shit like i, was, I know was i was toxic as fuck and like i gotta yeah. be i gotta i gotta reel that in a bit I gotta oh no okay. <laughs> yeah I, I gotta be a good guy now i gotta be a good example for, for society yeah. and and blah 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 yeah so so that that's another route you could go is either in the inter like in the process the movie could be in the process of them breaking up 
um, or the or, or could be uh, that they break up in in like the first whatever of the film, and and sort of the the fallout of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, one one idea, like I said, I got a million ideas, so we could just pitch them until we like find something that we like. Uh, but one idea I had was that um, they would like. So they would move on somewhere, whether they stay in Toronto or they go back to America or go to some third place. Uh, you know, maybe they go to Quebec or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that Scott's exes would start uh, attacking Ramona and this would be a Ramona focused film. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe plot twist later that they weren't actually there to defeat Ramona, but they were there to sort of get revenge on Scott for being an asshole because he moves past <laughs> that point. But how many of these other people uh, truly do come to terms with wh what Scott did to them? Uh, so I don't know if this is a Ramona makes a league of Scott's evil exes to avoid commitment or <laughs> if this is um you know I, or I, I don't know maybe just they're totally happy together and living their lives but some other group of villains comes and that sort of disrupts the illusion that things things are going uh well uh what so i i feel like right off the top there has to be a group of villains like there can't just be one Right. right. You agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There has to be a leader, but yeah, there's like that was kind of my idea was that they would try to get married, you know, and then the exes would try to like destroy the marriage, basically, like all oh. the ex, Ramona's and Scott's exes. Okay. Well, so so that would have to, if we went that route, we would have to deal with the consequences of death in Scott Pilgrim, um, because in the you know in the books and movies and all that stuff, they explode into money and items we just went over that but then they they don't show up ever again yeah uh, so that would insinuate that would insinuate like a hard death right especially because you know the only reason scott comes back is because he has an, an extra life um oh true so you would have to either retroactively be like oh yeah all of them had save games or one-ups or whatever or <sighs> or like or unless we like call our movie like scott pilgrim new game plus or something and just mm. be like They'll yeah. get the reference. We don't have to explain it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that might but be. They little... come back as like shadow. Ooh, shadow people. Like, you know, like Ooh, metal song. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, let's say that like Matthew Patel like straight up dies or whatever, but then um, whoever the new villain is like makes like a, a mecha Matthew or something. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back yeah. uh, with like the, you know, those like ultron style robots instead of the the demon yeah fireball chicks <laughs> uh, and uh at the end of the movie they get signed to a record label so like maybe they go on tour mm. the, uh, the sex bob bombs on that, tour or... that's another thing that you would have to address at the end of the movie uh scott's not in that band anymore um, oh. so young neil had taken his spot in the band and they'd signed yes. to gideon's record label which was it just Gideon Records? I don't remember. <laughs> was, yeah, it was Gideon Records. Uh, I forget. <laughs> I forget. But anyway, um, so they sign their record, and then uh, when he dies, uh, Kim goes like, "Oh, so much for our deal," and they start like scooping coins up real quick. Oh man. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So do uh, do the Sex Bob Bombs still exist? Does he form a new band? Yeah, I mean, we, we got to sell a lot of ground rules before we start digging into this plot here. <laughs> uh, first of all, all right. First of all, does death is death permanent? I would say no. 
No. Okay. No. So they can they can just come back, right? They can come back. I think it was like a metaphorical a game world. Yeah. So so Scott lives in a game world. Right. Um, you know, now that I'm just thinking about it, uh, one of my favorite games is like uh, Streets of Rage. I don't know if you played any oh, of yeah. those. I don't know if you played any of those uh, side scroll um, scroll scroller beat 'em ups. Uh, right. But they do this thing where uh, you'll defeat a boss, and then like a couple levels later, it'll be the same boss, but instead of wearing a red shirt, he wears a yellow one. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that was Bill, and my name's Jeff. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it's the same seven actors, but they're all, instead of, like, Roxy, her name's, like, uh, Matilda or something. Yeah, Matilda, yeah. <laughs> but it's, oh, it's all the same people, and it's just like, yeah, this is a boss rush or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, so, so death exists, or death is is sort of loosey goosey death rules uh where either you can come back through through any of the you know cliche game mechanics um but so then who do you want to be the focus of the film do you want to still focus on scott um i feel like that would be the natural uh evolution uh, but of course you know you can do a Ramona versus the world, a, a Knives versus the world, a like I said, we could do Grandpa Scott and then invent mm. a whole new character. Uh, who do you want to be the central focus of the film? Well, if it was me, maybe this can be a democracy. We can all put out, put out. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. It was we'll, me, we'll, we'll take we're... silent votes. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of talking about like um, everyone's super shitty in the movie. But I think, like, the one character who's too young to judge is Knives. And, like, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where Knives goes. Because, you know, I think I think Knives' story is that she's too good for Scott. Uh, or she will be too good for Scott. and She, she just was always kind of too good for Scott. Yeah. yeah. She's the only one who's, like, not super shitty in the movie. So I think that that character has the most evolution to do. So I would, I would pick Knives. I mean, she's already a good person though. And this is about like building up from being a shitty person. Well, so that's like the theme of Scott. Pilgrim. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot, there's still room to explore, uh, especially in the movie world um, because Knives goes through this whole thing in the books that just doesn't exist in the movie world. Um, Scott has to fight her dad at one point um, whom you know, he like goes on this thing of revenge and he's like this like ninja katana guy and they have a big fight. Uh, it's, it's wild. Uh, but, but also in the books, knives kind of, so she, she does have sort of like this, this toxic behavior thing. What, uh, when Scott breaks up with her, she gets obsessed and is like stalking him. She's outside his window without yeah. being invited several That's times. That's another uh, thing. Do we think she really <laughs> loves young Neil or is she, Oh no no no! For Scott. sure, that was that was uh, uh, to get close to, to get Scott. jealous to make him jealous. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, in in the books, in like book two or three, she like she gets over it pretty quickly, uh, and that's why they introduce the the dad character to sort of mm. keep her plugged around. Because um, she does stick around through the story, but she does sort of kind of accept uh that that scott's a cheater that scott's because she idolizes him you know yeah. he's mm -hmm. he's her, her first love he broke up with her because he's like oh you're too young instead of explaining like oh it's just because you know you were never real to me yeah. and i found yeah. somebody that i love you know because that would destroy a person <laughs> um so there is a lot of room to explore with her especially because she's so young she does um, sort of figure it out 
uh, about Scott in general, but you know, she's, she just learned uh, about what music is. She just learned to sort of step out of her traditional um, sort of way of her life because her, her parents are very traditional, you know. She's yeah, totally. She's, oh, she's yeah. growing up. She's growing up. Yeah, I think actually she's one of the more interesting characters that you would want to see do a sequel, like dynamically. Like, Sure. Well, I mean, we can make a whole sequel about her if you want to abandon the Scott and Ramona threats. But, you know, that's, that's an undertaking. That's a bigger upper undertaking that we will have to go through <laughs> well i wonder like what would be her point of view if it was scott's evil ex-girlfriends that ramona had to fight would it be like trying to tell ramona so that's another thing like ramona when she first meets scott wouldn't it be a huge flag for being like you're dated a 17 year old like why would i date you you're not a serious person that's crazy i would never you know so i wonder if knives would kind of come back to like fight Ramona to be like, you're too good for Scott. Like, why are you doing this? Da, da, da. Oh, as, as sort of like a, uh, like a learn your lesson thing and not like a, he's my boyfriend type situation. Yeah. Uh, so she yeah. tries to mentor Ramona through, through violence. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> if she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you want to focus on her, is she sort of like a, uh, are we going like a more Western style movie where, the main character does no wrong and because they're unchangeable everyone around them who changes uh so so is knives that kind of character or is there something about herself that she has to explore that's a good point i mean she would need to evolve so maybe she's fighting she's fighting ramona to like her point is you're too good for scott but really it's about herself figuring out that she was too good for scott Okay, what if we, instead of de developing the whole plot here, what if we start with like a cold open, right? So okay. the movie, movie starts, uh, like, you know, it just says, uh, you know, uh, battle mode productions, whatever. Um, and, and then, uh, and then uh, like, no music, no nothing. There's just like a flash across the screen. It's Knives Chow, and she is just like fighting this figure. A couple quick cuts later, we find out that it's Ramona. And the two of them are fighting and having a conversation as you are want to do when you're fighting somebody, you know, you don't need to catch your breath or anything. You can have a full conversation. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're talking, she's trying to be like, Oh, you know, you're, you're too good for Scott. Like, you know, she can go about, she can basically explain her whole character arc from the previous movie in this fight. And then like, as she's just about to defeat Ramona, Ramona comes back with the tort, like, Oh, but like, you know, there's still something that you have to deal with. And that sense that sets uh, knives on her journey of like self-discovery uh, or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever, whatever her main character, because if she's trying to say that Ramona is too good for Scott, then that kind of signifies that there's still some sort of hang up there because she could just move on with her life. You know what I mean? That sends knives on a, a journey of, of self-discovery or, or something to that effect where she has to learn more about who she mm. is beyond traditional Chinese culture and Scott Pilgrim, which are the only two things that she knows uh, so far, at least to our knowledge. <laughs> so yes. So like in this world where you can be resurrected. So I would say Ramona kills knives and then knives has to start all over again because she hasn't figured it out at this point yet. Oh, that's an interesting. So yeah, we can we could still go with uh, the new game plus uh, idea, Hell but yeah. instead of Scott new game plus, it's Knives new game plus, and now now we have a uh, 
alternate reality uh, Marvel <laughs> movie on our hands, <laughs> where we're talking about multiple universes or whatever. Because Scott does that a couple times in the movie, right? There's that one, well, at the end of the movie, when he goes back to the Chaos Theater, and instead of solving the puzzle, he just beats up the guards or whatever. Mm. So Ramona defeats her then in, in the opening act of the film. That's a strong open, killing your main character in like the first three minutes of the film. <laughs> I'm sure there's some Greek phrase oh uh, yeah, like, yeah 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 drama yeah. phrase uh, i'll tell you what i'll i'll look it up and i'll right. like edit it in later i'll get like an ai thing <laughs> to, to replicate your voice <laughs> uh, do, uh, complex do well, there you go <laughs> that, that's what it's called oh man um yeah so okay so so cold open uh knives is fighting ramona um she's got this whole thing she's morally correct until ramona reveals the one flaw uh, and that's that's her hang up. That's that she doesn't know her identity outside of this. And in so in doing so gives her enough time to. I guess get comically squished by a mallet, right? Because that was that was Ramona's thing is that she had she had the the Amy the Hedgehog mallet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, so she gets comically squished like a um, like a Space Jam situation. And uh, then we we cut to the the title screen and you know get some rock band to to play some some loud music. <laughs> so 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 where are we going from there then? Uh, what what is the major arc that she has to discover? Like what's what's her main character flaw? Just besides like figuring out who she is, is it that she still has to deal with? You know maybe we play up the the insecurities of like being insufficient or or being left like maybe she's like real clingy or something like that mm -hmm. uh which which would be a, a natural um repercussion of of the scott trauma quote unquote <laughs> yeah um but but there's also or or is this like a, a road trip type movie where it's just a bunch of vignettes that that are sort of separate from each other but are tangential to to her as a person hmm. what do you think chris yeah, I think it's like the road trip type. Of, like she's going to try to convince each ex to join her to like destroy Scott, right? Oh shit! Okay, so That's she, so cool. So yeah. she doesn't always have to fight them all. Maybe she. So she, she wakes up and there's like a, a little bar at the bottom that says like 2010. I guess what's when the movie came out, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like I have this. Uh, uh, this is Groundhog's Day. I can do it, do it all over again. And when she go like when Scott breaks up with her, probably in the next scene, um, instead of being like this, you know, the stalky type and, and figuring out that she was cheated on or whatever, she actually leaves the plot of the first film and starts building a league of her own. Uh, that's a different movie. <laughs> um, uh, There's no crying uh, baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll make an allusion to that. Like, oh, man. They're, I don't know. Maybe they'll play pinball or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she starts making a league of evil exes to get revenge on Scott. And this becomes a revenge film. And then by the end of the film, she can figure out that, you know, revenge is hollow. Or, you know, the, the traditional... The traditional yeah. Revenge is Hollow storyline. <laughs> um, so uh, exes. Uh, obviously, she's an ex. We know Kim is an ex. Uh, Envy is an ex. Um, does he canonically have more? Probably, yeah. In, probably in, the, in the movie. No, I don't think so. I think it's just those three. 
so we'll have to whole cloth invent hmm. some. Unless, uh, so that's what knives, Kim, Envy. That's three. Uh, and then you know maybe at some point she ropes Ramona in, like she convinced like oh Ramona, she out Ramona, you know yeah whatever. Oh well that too, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know and and that'll make four and uh, you know four symmetry's sake she needs three more that we'll have to like invent i guess yeah <laughs> um scott's or i guess ramona's exes all kind of fit video game tropes right um so we got the traditional side scroller beat em up guy that is matthew patel uh i think lucas lee was just going for a tony hawk's pro skater type yeah. deal uh, I think he even plays Tony Hawk's pro skater to train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was to beat him up. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd Ingram. I'm not sure what that. Is. I, I know they allude to a Guitar Hero thing mm. in the movie and the game. Yeah, I'm and, not yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, but he also he's Superman. <laughs> um, uh, or I guess he's more Super Saiyan, right? Because he does. He's got the hair. <laughs> oh, right. He's got the hair and the eyes. Roxy has got that weird whip sword that like mm. that soul caliber john i forget the soul caliber character's name um with the purple uh, ivy that sounds right yeah. <laughs> i believe you <laughs> i believe you <laughs> uh and then the the katianagi twins are uh, a victim of runtime because they're in the movie for like three minutes <laughs> uh in the yeah. books they build a bunch of robots to torture oh yeah, yeah 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 um and they do like a um Yoshi's story Bowser boss fight type thing where mm. like he's in the background and you have to like throw stuff at him to like kill him or whatever. Yeah. So with those tropes in mind, we have knives, the ninja, we have Ramona, the like, she's a, essentially a, 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 an Amy Rose. Um, mm. Then we have envy who she does fight in the book. I don't remember if she fights in the movie, but I don't know if she has a particular style. Hmm. Um, but as for the other three, uh, like what, what kind of tropes do you want to adapt uh, to help f flesh out their characters? Probably a Daisy, like uh... Uh, like, like a Smash Bros. Daisy. Like she's got like a little toad in her pocket. Yeah, I like, think yeah. so. <laughs> Whip out. Like, uh, uh, yeah, someone who's always under Peach, kind of like... Uh, have alternative peach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe she played second fiddle to one of the other exes. Yeah. Uh, which which would not only fit the trope, but it would also help us fill out that roster there a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So then. Okay. So she is uh, very princess like She's got like a big flowy dress or whatever. Uh, and then underneath her dress, like it, there's a mallet space that she could just pull out various items to help mm. her fight or whatever um two more who, who do you think can can fill out the roster tropes here? tropes tropes mm. um so i you know just right off the dome here i'm thinking of that one fight from metal gear solid where there's like a sniper fight and you oh can either God. you can either like sneak up to him and kill him or you can save your game and not play for a week and then he dies of old age <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but so but I'm not saying that Scott Pilgrim dated an elderly woman. <laughs> I mean, why but, not? Uh, but uh, I, I think a uh, uh, you know sniper 
would be very easy. That'd be um, kind of a cool twist. It's like not only is he dating young women, but he, dude, he's, he's such his, a piece of shit. He just, what if he was, <laughs> I know, like he dated somebody's mom or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well Scott's mom has like a, a friend that she plays bridge with. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, she, she was a little too flirtatious, and Scott one day was just like, "Oh, okay, we'll see where this goes." Yeah, <laughs> she has like ADHD. Pet, Pet cougars or something. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Mom, dude. Yes, oh, man. Yeah, I'm living for this. Yes, Just I love this one. Really lean into the pun <laughs> of cougars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, man. That, that's also a very boss thing to have. It's just like you know these right, like, right low attack animals like a you know a, an attack dog or like some sort of. <laughs> oh, man. maybe they can have some yeah. sort of tiger king history or whatever oh my god oh my yeah. god <laughs> she's just like a real piece of shit uh so yeah. uh, of all the like scorned women who are just like struggling to get their stuff she really is evil like she's you know these these are illegal cougars we don't know where she got them. <laughs> oh my god uh, they uh, live in canada which is not it doesn't support their ecosystem <laughs> no. No, 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 no uh okay and then she has a gun on top of that which is you know it, maybe <laughs> Well, Scott's not from America, but <laughs> that would be the most yeah, American she, thing. <laughs> she's like a poacher. <laughs> oh, yes. sure. oh, it's like a Craven the Hunter Craven. situation. Craven, yeah, Craven, totally. Uh, yeah. For all you Spider-Man fans out there. Uh, oh, man, she's just... We went from like, oh, maybe this trope to like, let's put all the tropes in. There. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love uh, this character. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, well, you know, normally I skip over the finer details like names or something, but this chick's so cool, we should give her a name. Dude, I'm ready to start uh, a whole new spinoff with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they say so they like to do the alliterations, right? We got Stephen Stills. We got uh, Gideon Graves. We got, you know what I mean? There's like a bunch of those. Maybe she has like an alliterative name. Um, so I don't know if you just want to think of a random girl's name and then an alliter alliterative last name. Uh, <laughs> Becky Bullets. Uh <laughs> What was Stifler's mom's name? Did she have a name? Stifler's mom. I think her name was Stifler's mom. I think she's credited yeah. as that in the really? film. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Jennifer is a good name for like a cougar. Even Jennifer Coolidge. Maybe I'm thinking that because she was Stifler's mom. But Jennifer well, we should, Jones. We, well, we should get her for the cast, right? Yeah. Oh, dude. She should be this character. She makes no. that movie. <laughs> Could you imagine Jennifer Coolidge fighting Michael Sarah or uh, Ramona? I mean, I want to. Oh man, fucking that would be rad as shit. You're gonna uh, get it, bitch. So, so are they fighting Ramona or are they fighting Scott? Is you this a not? Scott or Ramona? So they're fighting Ramona, right? They're fighting Ramona. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. Wait, what did you want to call her? Jennifer, Jennifer Jones. Jennifer. Jennifer Jones. Okay. They have someone already. Oh, that sounds like a, a Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Oh no, who's my that? friends call me Jenny? Who's that Marvel character? That the super strong chick. Mm, uh, no, 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 no. She was uh she was on Netflix before uh the whole Disney thing. Oh. It's something something Jones, isn't it? Fuck. I, I'm you know, I this is not good for a podcast, but I am going to pull up Marvel Snap on my phone. Uh, <laughs> and, and and look uh, her up. Look her up because I, I play this game all the time and I know she's in here. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I didn't even. So so I guess Jennifer Jones is a good parody on Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, slam another trade in there. Just make there her super go. strong. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have Daisy Ripoff. We have Jennifer Jones, and we need one more. Need one more. Damn, that's a badass character. If you, uh, if any of these listeners do like fan art or something, I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So we kind of have like a little sister trope with Daisy, right? And then we have like a cougar mom. 
Oh, maybe maybe Scott dates uh, the the Daisy character, but the mom is so overbearing that she seduces Scott, which oh. is which is where we get They're... that situation where she feels inferior. But also you think Jennifer and Daisy are which like, also. Um, Holy shit. Which also explains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that fills in the plots. And Dude. I also think it, it illustrates how much of an asshole Scott is. What is going on with this yeah. family, bro? I want to know about that. That's Damn. funny. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a Kardashian uh, situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's real ugly. But, uh, you know, as Scott Pilgrim here, we love the drama. We're all about yeah. we're all about the tea. You know what I mean? Oh, man. That's perfect. That kind of, it kind of reminds me of uh, Mean Girls, like the main Mean Girl and like her mom, who Amy Poehler plays. Okay. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, I do remember Mean Girls, but it's been so long. That's okay. But it'd be like the princess daughter, and then like the cougar mom, and she's like, "You girls have fun." <laughs> somebody, somebody listening uh, to this knows what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> peek behind the screen here, not to get oh, too man. off off track. Uh, but uh, when you guys said that you wanted to be part of the, the pod, you pitched me a couple ideas, and one of oh, them yeah. was like not another teen movie too. And this is just oh, that, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh man! So, so we're actually making two of your movies all in one episode. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's even. Uh, I think if they made, that, yeah, that fits a lot of the tropes. <laughs> Dude, if they made another not a teen movie, Scott Pilgrim would definitely. Oh my god! Could you something imagine? referenced in that. I think. <laughs> okay, back on focus. We need okay. one more. We one need more. one more X, and then and then I guess we can sort of figure out the plot from there. Hmm. Is it? Is this from like a a past part of life we don't know? Uh. So Scott canonically moves around a little bit. Um. Which... And a lot of his exes were people who were in bands. Kim and that's and true him. yeah and yeah what and, if you just uh, said oh sorry steve no i was just gonna say the, the the only ex that stuck with him is the one who broke up with him because he yeah. he was the lady killer in all the other situations mm. which is why he doesn't even acknowledge that kim is the way she is because of him <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah so there's there's plenty of room to just throw people in his backstory there I could see Scott having like an online chat room girlfriend that he never told anybody about. Oh my God. Is she like an AI robot or something? She's like uh, either a catfish or an AI robot or like, Oh, we could uh, go, we could go real Looney Tunes and just like, you know, like a Krang situation, like just a yes. brain, a brain in a jar somewhere. <laughs> well, Ramona gets a, uh, a girl, um, ex. What if Scott was like, had an online girlfriend that turned out to be like a 50 year old dude. Oh, Ooh. my God. Oh, so we go that route for the catfish? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Scott's got this picture in his wallet that he looks at sometimes. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, re I remember, you know, Sally so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, Sally so-and-so is like, a, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll get somebody from, like, the WWE to play. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just, like, some dude real... that looks like me. Like... The dude's so buff, he can't even put his arms <laughs> down. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Oh, no. He gets defeated when uh, they put something on his back in that one area that he can't like reach around. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. for the first time during Ramona's fight, and he's just like. Uh, but other than that, he gets absolutely demolished. Oh man! Yeah. And it's uh, like someone who's just always on their computer. Like yes. Oh sure. So he's a real dork, but he's also like a a, a body. So like with the Zangief, um, like grappler. Oh my god! Dude, grappler yes, archetype. Dude. Maybe uh, he's catfishing multiple characters in the story. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he little Neil, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for, for young Neil. Oh, man. Um, 
he's so innocent for the lack of better words yeah what's going on with neil because he's obviously finding out that he's you know in this movie i think he finds that like knives doesn't stay with him Mm -mm. no so uh, yeah they pretty much dissolve after she gets punched in the face by by todd so what if uh you know she does all this stuff that's very ramona centric she wants to get revenge on her for both killing her in the beginning of the movie but also for the events that happened in the first movie that she's not quite over but uh, what if in like the final fight or whatever, like maybe she's the final boss, quote unquote, and she, she's fighting Ramona. But as she does so, we mirror the first, first movie where like Knives jumps from the top of the Chaos Theater. But instead of Knives jumping down from the top, it's young Neil. And mm. he's got like a whole like league ready to be like, we're Knives evil exes. Yes. And, like, yeah, and then she's like, what do you mean evil exes? Like, I'm the good guy. I'm the hero. And she's like, no, you need to take some accountability. Like, you only dated me to get back at Scott. True. And I resent you for it. True. Yeah. Plot twist, baby. You didn't <laughs> How many exes has Knives had? She's Well, just one. Oh, well, two. One. Scott, Scott oh, yeah. and, uh, and Knives. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Young Neil is so... He's so innocent <laughs> that he could be like the legal league of evil knives exes, and yeah. it's just it's just me. It's just him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, my 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 favorite scene. I don't think it goes as hard in the movie, but there's this one scene where they're all at band practice, and I forget who it was. I think Kim says like, "Oh, where's Knives? She's our biggest fan." And then Young Neil just like runs away crying. He's like, "Except for you, Young Neil." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's so he's so sweet. I love the boy. <laughs> I love the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the the last minute Young Neil reveal. Uh, you know, should we hint in the beginning of the movie, or should he just be like out of left field? Uh, show up at the end to be like you fucked up <laughs> i think that would be a real learning moment for knives so i feel like that would have to be like at the end yeah but do we foreshadow that a bit or yeah, do we, do we show neil in the surprise? movie i think we do here yeah there. like neil's like, in the he's background checking up on her yeah okay like, he's trying so, to be not, like a good guy to her like like doing the thing scott never really did okay so maybe maybe uh when she comes back to life um it's at the part where she's quote unquote dating him and he tries to be a supportive guy let's like let's make young neil just like a swell guy through and through and he tries to support her and be like hey like you know i don't necessarily agree with all this revenge stuff but i support mm. you or whatever and then like eventually as the movie goes on we don't we see him less and less mm. Until the end when he's like, no, enough's enough. Like, you know, I've been by your side and this is all, this isn't about me. This isn't about whatever. This is about you having, being hung up on, on Scott. Like I'm, I feel used. They, there's that one thing that they keep saying a lot, like, oh, you're, you're a user. And mm. uh, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm hurt or whatever. What does he say to, to Kim? Ah, shit. I forget. <laughs> Uh, I'm hurt, wounded, even right. That's mm, that's that's the yeah. that's the quote. Uh, so you know, knives can can hit him with that. But you know, uh, you know what I can't picture? Like a scene where Neil and knives are like talking, and like Neil has like a crush on knives, and knives just keeps talking about Scott and like this league she's building, and like is trying to be supportive, so he's listening. But but uh, you know what I'm talking about? But he like really likes. Oh. Knives. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can really portray that sort of like puppy dog, whatever. But like as she keeps sort of talking over him, yeah, you see him get a little bit more frustrated and a little more like dejected, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that can that can happen right right at the end of the second act of the film, right? Because you need that like third act. I'm alone. I got to do this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then just like as we get through the middle of the third act, uh, you know, we're, we're at the faux climax, right? She's about to finally defeat. She's like, you know, none of my exes have worked. I'm going to defeat Ramona with my own hands. I've been training this Ooh. whole movie. And as she goes to do that, she's interrupted by young Neil. At um, the wedding. Sure, sure. Yeah, maybe they're all there. Oh, man. Yeah, so we could do that thing where they're like, uh, you know, does if anyone has any objections, you know, speak yeah. now or whatever. Yes. And then, you know, she does like a, a comic <laughs> knife point bursts out of the cage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> no, she, there's like a box with all the doves or whatever from like the real corny <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, chick flicks. And she comes out with all the doves. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uses them. Uses, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say use them like she's a like kite clumsy to fly around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she pops out and she's like, "Ramona, I challenge you. Know I have a uh, issue. Like I challenge you. Like let's finish this or whatever." Mm -hmm. And like as she goes to do it, then she's interrupted by Young Neil. Uh, but does she does she fight Young Neil or is she just like, "Oh no, I've learned my lesson." In the last ten minutes of the film, the credits are gonna roll any second now. <laughs> Do you think young Neil and Knives end up together at the end? Like young Neil wants to fight Knives, but she doesn't have the heart to do it, and she's like, gives "I don't think they end up together." No, I no? because I think the the full basis of that relationship was simply a utilitarian one. Yeah, she, you know, he was an object to get Scott jealous, and you know how much of that he was aware of. I'm not quite sure. I don't think we dive into that simply because they're background characters. Um, but, you know, this is our movie, so we can explore that a little mm. bit. <laughs> well, I love young Neil, so I just want to be like, she apologizes to him and like they hug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is when she has her epiphany that like, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty so much maybe, doing. What? Maybe she goes to fight him, but he does that like anime thing where he only dodges and blocks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she gets real frustrated and she's like, why aren't you fighting or whatever? Like, I thought this was a fight. And he's just like, no, this isn't a fight. This is an intervention. Oh shit! I love oh, that. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Good you know, like, he's like, I don't want to fight you knives. Like, I just want you to know that like this is toxic behavior, and you're ruining uh, our friend's marriage. Or yeah. <laughs> this is all good stuff. But what is Scott doing for the whole movie? <laughs> Because he's he's the protagonist of the first film. This is very Ramona centric. She wants to get revenge on Ramona. Uh, she gets all these exes. We learn about their backstories. They all go fight Ramona. And for one reason or another, uh, they're defeated, probably because of whatever character flaw they had, you know, just like in the movie. Uh, but what's Scott doing? Is he just like shopping at the Goodwill? Be because like when uh, when the girls fight in the first one, he's just like, oh, like a girl's fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's all about. Does he just like pull a popcorn from the bottom of the screen and just like watch? Or like hmm. uh, is he helping fight? Is he trying to convince Knives to like not be shitty? Uh, what's his role in this? He he's probably just oblivious for the most part. I think he's just like playing a video game and like. Yeah. Being so like. She always Late. plans these attacks when he's not around type thing or or he's just like like spaced out. 
or do we like fridge him like where every time there's a fight he like gets kidnapped or he gets uh, <laughs> like tied up or something i don't know or uh, yeah has knives kidnapped him he he has a ton of anxiety about maybe he's trying to start a new band or he's like okay maybe he's not he's working not. out for him well this is a a, a restart of the story right because she dies and goes back in time mm. so maybe oh. in this timeline because of the uh the changes in the timeline that knives makes he stays in sex by bomb and they mm. they get famous off the envy gig and mm. start and start touring like he gets signed hell yeah, yeah. Uh, and that explains wow. why he's gone for a majority of the movie Scott's yeah. living a pretty good life. He's signed. He's got Ramona Flowers. He doesn't have to deal with any of these problems. Is there any <laughs> drama between like him and Envy still? Maybe like... Well, he would still have to confront that, right? Right. Or, um, yeah, maybe they tour together. Yeah. Who opens for who? So canonically, um, the Clash of Demon Head were, are like pretty big. Yeah. They, they had a very popular uh, first... Uh, like a very popular EP and they just dropped their first album. I think that's where we left them off in the series uh, until Todd dies. And I guess they have to figure out what, the, <laughs> what to do. But in this universe, I guess the sex bombs would be contracted to do their first, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes labels are like, let's play it safe and do an EP before a full album. Uh, so maybe that's where they're at. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the sex bombs, like they hit it hard and then NV gets, envious of scott too uh, that's and that's why, why she joins the league <laughs> she's getting with the remote uh knives you know yeah yeah, yeah. so scott gets this like peachy life uh and that's what causes and he's like, just uh, like oblivious to all this shit and like but but ramona's kim, life is still hard kim's on the roster so what makes her Ooh. uh Ooh. leave sex bob bombs and or stay in it but be um antagonistic uh towards the situation Scott makes her leave. So there's that whole thing where they dated prior, but he only mm. sees her as a child. Like I, I think in the movie he says, like, oh, we were children. She had freckles. That was mm. the extent yeah, of yeah, our yeah. relationship. But for Kim, it was a lot more. I, I mean, we're going into deep uh Scott Pilgrim lore here, but uh at one point this like rival school like kidnaps her and Scott's like the only one who comes to save her. Oh uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know if you saw that or read that or whatever but that's what happens uh and that's and then kim kind of falls in love but then scott moves away because his parents moved to toronto oh yeah and then uh they just reconvene later in life and by that point scott had already moved on and and you know kim is silently scorned because um on one hand i think she's bitter that he moved on and that this was kind of a thing that happened. But on the other hand, I think she's ashamed to feel that way because him moving was a. All right. All right. Thing. They lose Kim to envy. They lose Kim to envy. Oh, so she joins the. Oh, the they, yeah, team up. they need a new base. Scott's becoming like an asshole because he's famous. Oh, shit. oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that he's makes like sense. a bad bandmate. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, like he's so, everyone in his band really hates him. So they all get a, <laughs> they all get in a fight, but Steven stills stays with him because he's very much like, no, I need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but Kim was like, nah, fuck it. I'd rather be. Uh, I'd rather work at the video store or wherever she works than be a famous with you know you assholes or whatever. And then like, that, yeah, <laughs> I'll say maybe she joins Envy's band because she's okay. Yeah, she joins the Clash of Demon Head. I think. Um, so there's that like robot arm chick who I fucking forget the name. Oh of. yeah, she's fucking cool. 
uh, which they don't like. She's in the movie, but like, I don't think she has a single line. No. Um, mm-hmm. What what happens to her? Or does Todd just leave and then for whatever reason well, she joins the Todd's Trinket Syndicate? Right? Like right. Gets oh, so they swap. <laughs> yeah. She gets pissed uh, that she got kicked out and she's like, well, I'm going to, you know. Okay. So, join and then she's just like, oh, well, you know, they're super, I'm a evil robot chick and Scott's super famous. I like money. I'll yeah. join the band. <laughs> and then Envy is like, oh, you sell out. And then, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it writes itself. Oh, oh yeah. It writes itself. It's easy, yeah. That could happen in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it writes itself. Okay, so so we got we got the cold open, right? And then she dies, and then she wakes up, and she's like, I got a second chance at this. Uh, I got young Neil by my side. He's going to help me form a league of evil exes to, to fight and defeat How supportive. Ramona. How supportive of young oh, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, help. he's a good guy in our movie. <laughs> yeah, just wants to support uh, knives, dude. So, so she does that. She gets in contact with some of these people. Um, because of that, Gideon's thing is dissolved uh, almost instantly um, because he's like, I don't know, he put two hours into it and Knives put a thousand hours into it. <laughs> um, so that leads to Scott living a pretty good life. He gets a real big head about being famous. Uh, that'll lead to issues with Ramona. Uh, but knives is still adamant about getting her revenge right because she was killed or whatever um thus we have more fights in the movie uh and then right there at the end at the wedding um because i don't know i guess scott gives up on the rock and roll life or does he just learn his lesson because hmm. uh, they have to get married uh which either means that ramona's a real sucker or uh scott learns his lesson and stops being a huge uh i'm famous type asshole I don't see Scott like changing. I see Scott just being like, I think Ramona is like, it's just like, ah, I just love him for who he is. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of like the end of the original movie. It's like, he realizes he's being a jerk and comes to a little bit, not completely, but yeah. So, so he it's like, so he knows marrying Ramona is the right thing to do, but he's still kind of a, He's still a dick. Oblivious, dummy. So, yeah, so he's still figuring out at the end of our movie. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, how how do we wrap up the film? Maybe there's... like Ramona makes him apologize to Knives. Like, look what you did to this girl, Scott. Like, okay, <laughs> right, apologize. right at the, the climax of it, and 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 he does. He he learns his lesson. Uh, or oh whatever. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He learns his lesson. Kim comes back to the sex bombs uh knives uh becomes like famous in her own way she writes, <laughs> she writes a book about <laughs> dating scott oh man <laughs> uh, or like she starts a school for like tough independent oh uh, yeah maybe maybe uh there are, who are scorned maybe like so maybe she graduates high school by the end because she's like 17 right so she's got one year two years left she's gotta be a senior right mm-hmm. um so maybe she graduates, but like a lot of the freshmen from her school were like, hey, like we saw what you did. Uh, it might be misplaced, but like we're misplaced too. Like, can you teach us the ways? And then so she she takes them on as an apprentice, but teaches them instead of, you know, toxically attacking your ex-boyfriend. Like you learn mm-hmm. learn martial arts for the sake of, of yeah. bettering yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think she, uh, do you think she Not- cancels Scott with her book? She's like. 
Scott gets like, canceled. Oh. <laughs> he's like famous. He like gets famous and then uh, knives. Oh, oh shit! And then because like Scott Scott deserves something. Like even though I love to Scott, be canceled, like, dude. Per- <laughs> like perfect wife, perfect career. Like fuck that guy. He needs he needs something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe he gets canceled at like in the second act somewhere, uh, which causes the the band to dissolve, yeah. and then and then over the course of the second act, he's like gets himself together. That's when he becomes worthy of marrying Ramona, which he does by the end of the oh, film. Damn! And then he can end the end of the film with getting the Sex Bob Bombs back together, but they're now a garage band again instead of being they these big famous over. people. Yeah, yeah. So so they got a small cult following. They just like the music for the music, but he's kind of lost his chance at, at being huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and that sets him off in a good place where he essentially ends the movie in the same place he was in the first one, but now he's married, but also allows knives to go through her, her own bullshit for the sake of our film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of, of anything else that, that we would need to cover. I feel like we covered a lot of the movie. I think yeah. it's like really, cause it's like the stories about knives but like somehow it's so true to Scott. Like Scott makes it all about himself at the end anyway, because it all is just about Scott having to apologize. <laughs> and I, so that's so true to Scott Pilgrim. Uh, for well, for sure, because he he's certainly the the catalyst of of why she is the way she is. Yeah. Because um, when we meet Knives, like her biggest drama is like who said what about whom in yearbook class or whatever you know whatever class she's in right um and then you know and she even says she's like oh i don't the only music i know is that you know my mom made me take piano lessons when i was young and you know those those tropes and stereotypes um but then you know she goes to the record store and learns about stuff and you know she listens to the clash demon head and they become her favorite band and scott's band becomes her favorite band and all this other stuff yeah, I, I I feel like we covered the majority of the film here. The only thing I think we have to do a little bit better is tie in our three original characters. Um, mm-hmm. Because like, there's a reason that Scott fights them all individually, one by one. They're all an organized team, and they go in order of who dated whom when. And they're all their singular goal is to defeat Scott to stop him from dating Ramona. Cause it's like one of those, like if we can't, then no one can type mm-hmm. situations. Mm. Uh, but Ramona is based on revenge. So it would be very easy to sort of get Kim and envy whom in our movie have arguments with Scott, like in real time to be like, Oh, you want revenge, don't you? And they're like, hell yeah. yeah. And then, and then she trains them. Right. Because at the end of the movie, she's going to start a martial arts school. <laughs> um, she trains, she trains them and she's like, Oh, this is how to do it. Like this, you know, I seen you wield your hammer. This is how to do it uh, better. Right. Because like, you know, you got brute force, but what you need is skill. And I have mm. skill. Um, yeah. So it'd be real easy for them, but how do we get uh, Jennifer Jones <laughs> into the movie? Is, is she just like, why is she hung up on Scott? Cause she seems so badass that she could just be like, fuck Scott. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe he's famous during that part. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, right, because she's got the cougars, which means that she probably, um, she's probably like a gold digger type thing. Yeah. Oh, man, true. (laughs) You know, I'm imagining her with like a big uh, fur coat and uh, like really luxurious, um, like uh, adornments, uh, like way too many rings on her fingers. Oh, man. Make a fake breast knuckles situation. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, okay, yeah, so she's in it for the money. She uh, she sees Scott on the TV, and, <laughs> yeah. then, on the and TV. then and then sees like all and these then people. tries to like blackmail him for their yeah. relationship or something. And then see like maybe he's playing a live show when one of the other exes attacks, uh, and like figures out like oh there's uh exes let me figure like there's a league of evil exes like yeah uh, yeah i need to be a part of this and that's and then she ropes her daughter into it because she doesn't care who gets the money her or her daughter because you know she gets the money yeah her daughter doesn't know right like the daughter's like what dude (laughs) well how kardashian is that it's like you use your daughter to get more famous you know what i mean like yeah uh, maybe she's not even one of Scott's exes, but like she just uh, Jennifer Jones just like gaslights her into thinking that Dude, she was yes. <laughs> like, 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 he's like, I'm a little old. I don't know if I could be fighting Ramona Dude. Flowers, but my daughter, who's very, uh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, let's let's or like the daughter game. starts the fight and then halfway in like he almost gets because it's like a sniper person right he almost gets sniped and he's like what is this and the mom <laughs> yeah. is like oh yeah okay so it's a it's a, he, a Katty Nagi me. situation yeah where it's, like, it's one on two <laughs> yeah um and then uh yeah I guess uh, yeah instead like, of them being brothers it's like mother and mother daughter. and daughter yeah uh, yeah well I mean that fits they, okay so they have to be five and six right just yeah. to yeah. really yeah. mirror that first movie oh man yeah how fucked up is that uh that's fun though that's oh, really yeah, funny, funny. <laughs> fighting together because you dated the same guy oh damn yeah uh okay so I don't know if you guys know but they are getting the original cast of the movie to voice act this new animated thing oh yeah it's gonna be on Netflix and. You know, not a paid sponsor. Unless you want to give me money, I'll accept it, Netflix. I know, for real. (laughs) Or a free trial or something. (laughs) Right? Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, 20 bucks a month or some shit like that. Anyway, um, so so that's happening. And I think that's going to be a little bit more faithful to the books. Um, But we got all the original cast and they got uh, Anamana Gucci to to write the the soundtrack for for this, right? And, uh, you know, if you ever played the game, dude, that soundtrack rips like hardcore. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. Uh, Who are we getting to? Because Scott Pilgrim is all about the the references, the culture. Um, There's this whole meta-ness that sits on top of the story. Uh, it's the games, it's the sounds, it's the whatever. Who are we getting to sort of like sculpt the sound of our movie? I feel like Anamanaguchi would be like right at the top of like this just is the Scott Pilgrim sound. But but I mean they got Metric to play the, the they stole Metric song to for the Clash of Demon Head song and just had Brie Larson sing the lyrics. Um, yeah. So a <laughs> so, non-chip tune band like a like a. No, it could be anything that you want. You know what I mean? Like I, we could hire you guys to fucking fill in the soundtrack. Hell yeah! I think Battle right. is the voice of Scott Pilgrim. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. us. Fuck that ne- nepotism. We'll just hire ourselves. I know for real. Yeah. Um, costs. So well, wait. Do we want like the soundtrack for like the video game kind of like Anime and Gucci, or like the movie where it's like more like it's more of like a rock soundtrack? It's our movie, dude. We do whatever the fuck we want. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, so I think like the background soundtrack, like, you know, whenever there's like action and there's fighting and stuff, I think it would be cool to do something along the lines of like video game music, whether you want to do chiptune, you know, which we're, we're all a part of. I think I love chiptune music, um, or, or, or the more traditional, like modern game stuff, where it's mm. like real orchestral and stuff. Um, what if we got like real popular bands to do chiptune? 
uh, like a chiptune covers type situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or like make uh, like, I don't know. That would be cool. Like Blink-182 make chiptune music or something. I, I don't know if you all are about this, but when I was in high school, they had a lot of those punk goes blank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Punk goes crunk, punk goes pop, punk goes whatever. <laughs> I loved that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, would man. love, I would love, uh, uh, like a Weezer's Buddy Holly, but like with Game Boys and yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Oh my uh, god! Especially because of how meme worthy that little, you know, half second guitar solo is. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's cool. Um, Scott's band, uh, especially if they're playing with Envy, and if there are other smaller bands, you know, like there was Crash and the Boys and stuff. Um, sure. What 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 kind of sound fills in that? Like. Hmm. Sex Bob-Oms go on to make their first record. Does it sound more like that garage stuff that they were doing that was very, like, Beck-adjacent? Uh, or or do they get a more polished like sound? Midwestern he... emo? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so, no, Scott isn't capable of all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> finger tapping. Um, but maybe he gets, like, a real big head about it, and they go, like, more yeah. corporate rock Oh, and roll. yeah. They become, like, <laughs> Weezer, like adult Weezer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh, they're man. just like pumping out pop tunes. Um, or like, uh, what was that fucking, um, oh, what's the name of that band? Fallout Boy put out that album. Oh, that awful record. That it was just like the Monsters Dude, theme song that like, they like <laughs> sang I, over. That was so wild. I mean, so it was a it was an interesting choice, and I'm all for bands experimenting, but it was a Choice. They knew that was uh, there's no way fallout boy didn't know that was i mean they made money though so i know at the end of the day is it about the art or is it about yeah. that cold hard cash baby <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's Dude. another theme in the movie I <laughs> my my interest in music is so wide and varied that a lot of these like super popular people just kind of fall to the wayside not necessarily because i don't like what they're doing but I find that people like such as yourselves and, 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 you know, like levels of you guys or just like slightly above or whatever are doing way more interesting things. Um, mm. There, there is some cool, there is some cool uh, pop music out there. Don't get me wrong, but I like people who are like pushing the envelope of like what music is. Um, you know, I, I had this idea. I thought I was making a whole original idea when I was like, I love the sound of the Sega Genesis and I love the sound of Dude. the cello. Let's make an album. And then you guys hit me up and you're like, yo, we had the same fucking idea. And I was like, that fucking rules. <laughs> like, you know, that's uh, not what we said. I, <laughs> well, I would never say something like you're, you're, I think I think you hit me up. Uh, somebody hit me up in the Twitter DMs and was like, yo, stringed chiptune. What the fuck? And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I think it was me. I hit you up. I was like, you're fucking cool. That, like, that makes sense. But dude. yeah, yeah. Um, Just, the you know, because chiptune, it's weird because it's it's very logical there's there's a very rigid creativity to it and then on top of that you have you know i'm just going to gush about you guys for a sec uh on top of that you guys have the violin and you just like shredding on top of it you know, you know what i mean so like it's it's so fun to have something that's so rigid and structured and then something that is so free and and lively and liberating so you have literally like the industrial complex and then like free nature Dude, going on it's it's a very cool yeah. dichotomy i i really enjoy it i phrase it as like and you do the same thing so like it's kind of i think it really reflects today because it is like the humanity of like instruments like violoncello against like the robot 
part of our society. Like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the computers and stuff like that. But so that's that's how I view the red pill and the blue pill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also interesting just because, you know, the you have an ancient instrument in your hands and then you have what is essentially ancient technology because technology yeah. moves so exponentially fast um so so there's that nostalgia aspect to it too where you're like oh the chiptunes are very nostalgic you know the sound that stringed instruments play like you associate that with sort of like heritage and and things that are like underneath that and you're using these two like ancient things to make modern music or or whatever's after that it's not postmodern but Dude. like whatever like meta modern music and 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 that's that's interesting that's interesting to me this is a movie podcast by the way uh that's interesting to me that um that you know there, there's only so many things you can do so you have to push the envelope of of what is art right um this is a whole very interesting not scott pilgrim conversation no. we're having <laughs> i was gonna thank you for like kind of getting it because like that's what i think about when i write but like i never want to be like when people ask about it, I never want to be like, well, I'm combining like the humanity of da 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 with the, <laughs> like, well, it's just, you never thing. want to talk about yourself though. is the thing. Cause oh, you want man. to be like, I'm so cool. Cause that's, that's like a Scott Pilgrim thing to do. Right. Oh, true. I know. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I know I rocked, but I didn't suspect we rocked as a unit. Right. He says, right. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, so so for this movie, bringing it back, I, I think that's a very interesting idea. Uh, and it kind of goes about, what we just talked about so maybe i'll leave it in the podcast um to be um to have these bands sort of like recreate their music like in a different style and in, yeah. in, in a video game style whatever that be be it chiptune be it um that sort of like uh orchestral battle theme that you see in like modern rpgs or whatever you know and i think each character can have a different sound um to, to sort of like describe who they are uh Okay, so we got we got pretty much all the plot. We got pretty much all the characters. We got the sound. Uh, is is there any uh, bow that you want to want to put on this film here uh, before we before we wrap up? Any any last minute touches that you would think is just makes a funny scene, even if it's irrelevant to what we just talked about? <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe just like a like Wallace at the end, like see, I told you or something. You know. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, Wallace is my favorite character, and we haven't gonna even have Wallace do something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, he's still living in his one room apartment having like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it just cuts like end credit, it just cuts to Wallace doing something. Just I know. Have a, a rotating cast of men just like in and out of his apartment. Like, you yeah. know, he's he's living his best life over there. <laughs> well, he's gotta be at the wedding, right? He would show up to Scott's wedding, I feel like. Would he? Does Wallace like I couldn't tell. Did Wallace have a crush on Scott or not? He really like, yeah. Maybe Wallace. Wallace was the catfisher the whole time. <laughs> And, like oh, you never about... get to see the actual catfisher. Like, I forgot about that character. They're just terrorizing people, like, like through texts and stuff. Oh uh, man! And so then it turns out like Wallace was. Wallace is one of the good guys. He's one of the only people who isn't flawed. I mean, I guess he steals. He steals people's boyfriends. So you know. think like he was so trying long. to uh, hook up with Scott, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, but, and then like I don't know, man. I feel like I don't think so. Yeah, yeah but no. He's, but then, like, like he's such a good friend that yeah. like it doesn't seem disingenuous me probably not but he could be like oh, i wanted to hook up with him but then he just like moved into my house and now i just want him gone 
uh, which is, you know, I, I think that could be a scene if this is taking place in more modern times. Because way back in 2010, they live in a one-room apartment that has like a closet that's a bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, but I feel like in modern times, you know, I, you know, I don't know what your rent situation is, but like rent has like quadrupled in the last 13 years. So maybe Scott lives in an even smaller apartment Dude. that is like well, just a bathroom yeah. or something. <laughs> I mean, what is the Canadian rent situation? What's going on with that? Is it reflective uh, you of know, like? I, I'm not sure, and I guess I should have researched that before saying something. But um, uh, no, I don't do research on this podcast. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I think it's bad everywhere right now. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just I think the economy globally is just bad, and mm -hmm. you know we I could have a whole separate podcast about how the housing market is a product of like you know capitalistic greed and and all that other absolute bullshit. I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that is Scott Pilgrim 2. Are, are we putting a subtitle? The first one, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, name of the second book. Return of the Evil Exes. Uh, Return of the... Well, <laughs> are they returning? Well, I guess some of them are, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, it has to have Scott Pilgrim's name in it. because. Uh, or would it be Knives Chow? Yeah. yeah. Versus... Scott Pilgrim 2. And then in parentheses, knife. Wait, it would be knives chow. Knives is revenge. Knives, yeah, like Shredder's revenge. Knives. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. And you just copy the box art, but you replace all the characters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. All right, uh, knives, knives is revenge, or Scott Pilgrim, knives revenge. Are yes, we... it's all about Scott. It's all about okay. Scott. So we're we're putting on Scott on the marquee, even though he's yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, and of course, of course, you gotta get Michael Sarah back, and you just leave him in his old man form. I know. <laughs> uh, as it doesn't seem like he's aging, it just kind of seems like he's getting more tired. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I know. he's got that aging thing where he could be fifty years old and still play a boy in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, which good, him. good for him, man. I want that. That's what I want. <laughs> Um, so anyway, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Once again, um, you know, they should hire me. They should hire you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll consider, I'll consider paying you. You know what I mean? We made a good movie here. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> do you have, well, we briefly talked about your music. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, you know, your handles, if you got any music coming out, you want to drop any information, what you got? Battle mode is breaking up. Oh my gosh! This is our last. <laughs> this is our last. Could you we imagine to do it on this movie podcast? Right here. Could you imagine if I was like the Yoko in this situation? Oh no! Like, you're like, I wanted to make a movie about Scott. I wanted to make one about uh, knives. Ooh. This isn't working out, oh, man. man. It was artistic <laughs> differences. Artistic. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we do have music coming out. I think October, uh, and uh, we'll have a string of singles coming out because we're trying. We're uh, we're just going to be putting out these singles. October. yeah october we're gonna drop a song called moon okay and, and uh where can we expect that we can expect that on spotify Bandcamp. hell yeah spotify Bandcamp. follow us on apple Instagram. music apple music follow us on spotify hell yeah dude <laughs> uh once in a while we'll like lose a spotify uh follower and i'm like who fucking unfollows bands on spotify i don't have the time to unfollow i that know like, even if i'm no longer interested dude. in music i'll just that's so much work, clicking that extra button. Maybe we pissed somebody off. Do you have any <laughs> evil exes, Chris, that unfollowed us on Spotify? 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. Sorry. Uh, They've uh, actually only followed so that you would feel the pain of them unfollowing. No. It was painful. Because, like, you yeah. look at your Spotify dad and you're like, what the fuck? They're doing that thing with their, where they, like, you know, bridge their Dude. fingers, uh, like, menacingly. Well, it worked. <laughs> Good. We lost some messages. Patreon followers, too. <laughs> uh, oh, you guys got a Patreon. Okay. Uh, what else yeah. you got on your Patreon? What are some of the rewards? Yeah, we need to do better on that. Dinner with Battle Mode. <laughs> Dinner with Battle uh, Mode. We usually give everyone free merch. That Yeah subscribes to any tier we'll just give you all every merch we have for free okay well if you're if you're a real big merch guy uh then subscribe to their patreon uh we check hot out sauce. We can hot oh my sauce. gosh hot sauce yeah. what is if how... you come to a show or buy any of our merch or follow us on spotify you can get free movies for life from biff's work true <laughs> and you yeah you have to live in somerville but Okay, well, you know, there's that's a lot of work, but if you can make it all happen, uh, it'll 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 be there for you. Hell yeah. um, thanks, uh, thanks again so much, guys, uh, for for making Scott Pilgrim, Knives's Revenge, Knives's Knives or Knives's Knives's Knives's, Knives's. Knives's. Knives's is, is Revenge, Revenge's is is. Revenge's is. All right, thanks, guys. You're amazing. Thank you, Steven. Bye, Steve. After the show, Steve here, and I just want to say thanks again for listening to They Should Have Hired Me podcast. Uh, check out the show notes for links to the Discord, the Instagram, X, which I keep forgetting to use, and of course all the stuff that uh, Battle Mode's putting out. They're putting out new music. Uh, they really are a bunch of cool guys, and I really like their stuff, so definitely check that out. Highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, let me know. Let me know on the Discord what you, what you want to do next. If you got any ideas for uh, movie, video games, whatever. If you want to tell me that my Scott Pilgrim movie is stupid, you're wrong. But you can do that in the Discord. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll see you. I'll see you there, everybody. Uh, uh, goodbye. Hey, man.